Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, you ladies and gentlemen. Really glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening. Rory here with you until 7 p.m. I'll be joined by Kieran O'Regan with Ryan Grace down at CIT covering the Cork Ladies final. We'll get on to Ryan in just a little bit. Busy show to come between now and 7pm. Wrap up all the day's action, including a dramatic win for Liverpool, a big win for Brighton over Tottenham, and a Cork man on target for Aston Villa. We'll also hear from Neil Fenn after Cork City went down 1-0 to Bowes, thanks to an unfortunate error from goalkeeper Ty Grian. And we'll talk to the new Cork senior hurling manager, Kieran Kingston. It enabled the board to... Uh, to um have appointments at all levels from 16 minor 20s and seniors t- together and, and to try and create uh, first of all have the process to create um, get the people they wanted We're here until 7 o'clock this evening. Thank you very much indeed for tuning our way right here on Cork's Red FM. 086-8104-106 if you'd like to get in touch or you can um, tweet us as well at Big Red Bench is our uh, Twitter. So if you want to get in touch that way, you certainly can. Going to wrap up all today's Premier League action in just a little bit. But first, straight to CIT we go. Where Morn Abbey and West Cork are going head to head in the Ladies Senior Football Championship final. It's into the second half there down in CIT. And it's a little bit one sided, Ryan Grace. Ryan. Ryan. Thanks, Roar. I can hear you now. It's still 20 <laughs> minutes left here in what's turned out to be a very dry and actually quite a sunny evening here uh, in the football grounds at CIT. As many might have suspected, though, it is Morn Abbey in complete control of what is almost certainly going to be the day that they reach a six in a row. Uh, it started, they started as they meant to go an early goal from uh, Dieran O'Sullivan there. And, uh, Roy, it's really just continued in that vein since then. It's currently four... Goals and six points to Morn Abbey to eight points for West Cork. So it's an absolute, um, uh, it's, it's absolutely in complete control there by Morn Abbey. The two sisters, uh, Dieran O'Sullivan and Captain Breed O'Sullivan, playing absolutely out of their skin there, Rory, in the first half. And uh, they've had great, uh, great support there by Noel Healy, who's also had a great game, got on the score sheet as well with a goal and a point. So absolute dominance here from Morn Abbey here, Rory. And at least the rain has stayed off because it looked miserable enough earlier on today, so at least you're not getting saturated. It looked miserable enough, Rory, and I was a bit afraid of the raincoat with me, but it's actually turned out to be a lovely evening for it here now. And uh, uh, But it, it's certainly, like I say, it's certainly more Abbey are, are, are the, the dominant side here, so I'd say, it'll be, I'd say it'll be a brighter day for them overall. All right, Ryan, thanks indeed uh, for that. Ryan Grace there down in CIT for the uh, Cork Ladies final. Uh, it's currently more Abbey leading 4-6 uh, to West Cork's. Eight points is how that stands. Kieran O'Regan is here until 7 o'clock as well because that's the time we finish work on Saturday. Uh, how are you, boy? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, bit, bit tired, like. But. Yeah, we had the Imro Radio Awards last night. We have to say congratulations to our very own Izzy Show Busy who scooped the top gong last night. Absolutely delighted, delighted for us. Yeah, absolutely super fantastic stuff. Uh, we were nominated for best uh, sports show, local regional. Uh, didn't win it, but congratulations indeed to uh, to Trevor and JP from the score uh, for uh, winning goal last night. So congratulations to them. Yeah, and we were probably the most two most sensible people at the whole thing as well. Yeah, we left together at like half eleven. About that, yeah. <laughs> 
Sober as a judge, went home, got some sleep, got up early in the morning, drove home. Yeah. I was looking uh, all for half nine this morning. People weren't even crawling out of their beds in Kilkenny until half past twelve this afternoon. Some of them weren't even waking up at that stage. But anyway, yeah, come here, busy day in um, sporting action actually today. Uh, you, you, obviously, you mentioned the Cork Ladies final there with Ryan. Uh, elsewhere, Dunham Moore, they were taking on Kilcommon in the Munster Junior Club Championship quarter final today in Rathmore. It was Dunham Moore who uh, won that 4 11 to Kilcummins 1-5 a busy day of GA action elsewhere in the Intermediate Hurling Championship Erogan Blackrock uh, faced off in Ballincollig uh, a short while ago it finished Blackrock 3-13 Erog 13 points uh, before that Ballinhasig and the Piercing were playing in a relegation battle it was it ended in the Piercing 1-15 uh, to Ballinhasig's 1-10 torrential rain in that game Intermediate Football Knocknagree were taking on Ahab Bullock and uh, in the quarter final there it's uh, finished Knocknagree 2-13 Ahab Bullock 1 goal and 6 elsewhere Ireland winger Jacob Stockdale says they're feeling confident they have next week's game against Samoa at the Rugby World Cup Josh Schmidt's side they still need to win if they're to advance to the last eight of the tournament Ulsterback Stockdale says they're focused on getting the result next week all we can do now is, is do our job to try and make sure that we secure like uh, qualification out of the pool and you know whatever happens in other games outside of that that's not something we can control um, but yeah I think like the mood's been you know largely very good and, and you know guys especially after the Japan performance wanted to you know right a few wrongs and, and train really hard and yeah that's definitely evident uh, in the way they got like you know they did train so um yeah, I think it's been largely positive. They weren't yeah. great against Russia on Thursday, were they? They weren't. A lot of people giving out about uh, Eddie O'Sullivan, actually, <laughs> in his uh, analysis. Well, he was quite negative. It has been. But was it the reality? Yeah, you can argue you know, that it was. No, I didn't actually see Eddie O'Sullivan post-match. I was listening on RT Radio um, to the game, so I was out and about. But um, this, I saw the highlights later on that day. But like, if Eddie O'Sullivan's speaking the truth, does he come across as negative because it was a poor performance? Like, that's the reality of it sometimes. And uh, the Russian captain spent seven years in Dublin as well. Mm. Uh, went to Blackrock College with a, a couple of the Irish team, actually. Uh, tournament host Japan, they see three points clear at the summit of Ireland's pool A following their bonus point, 38-19 victory over Samoa today. England, meanwhile, is through to the quarters after a 38-10 victory over Argentina, while Australia beat Uruguay 45-10. There were some red cards in that as well. Uh, Munster, they've picked up a bonus point, 31-20 win at Southern Kings in the Guinness Pro 14. Arobotha, Finine, Wisherley, Albie, Matthewson and Mike Haley scoring the tries for the Reds there. Cheetahs uh, taking on Ulster as well. Short time goes 21 points to 7. Connacht, meanwhile, hosting uh, Benetton at the sports ground. That gets underway at uh, 25 to Eight this evening. In the Ulster Bank League, plenty of action. Cork Con defeating Gary Owen in 1A, 14-13. Dublin University is now to UCC 30-20, the full time there. In 1B, Highfield had a good result over Malone, 27-6. While uh, not to be for Dolphin in Division 2A, they lost to Cashel 25-9. In 2C, uh, Middleton losing heavily to Enniscorthy, 22-3 points, while uh, Bangor overcame Sunday as well, 25-13. In football, Shamrock Rovers members are set to vote on a proposal which uh, would see Dermot Desmond become a 25% shareholder in the club. The Irish businessman who's uh, Celtic's largest shareholder, he's saying that uh, he's planned to invest in the academy structures at the League of Ireland Club, which is always uh, good, yeah. I suppose. Um, he added that his role, his sole motivation is to, to try and advance fortunes of Shamrock Rovers. Uh, Going head to head with Dundalk here in the Battle of the Investors. Like, that could, could that make the league... Uh, 
imagine, I'd imagine there'll be a link up between Celtic and Shamrock Rovers then as well. You, yeah, you'd imagine that as well. Some players coming over, but will that, you know, put a, a bit of a, a gap? Is what I'm looking for in between the rest of the teams. If all this money is going into those other clubs, yeah, um, that, that is uh, a concern. Um, although you see the investors coming into Dundalk and. They really need a new stadium, and there's nothing being done there. Yeah, um, I think they were trying to get on board with Dundalk or with uh, Loud GA's new GA <laughs> stadium. I just said nope, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, this, the pitch wouldn't be the right dimensions. Mm. Anyway, the way they have the pitch set up, I know the GA pitch is bigger than soccer. Um, but on the pitch, uh, Rovers are going to Sligo this evening in the SSE Artist League Premier Division. In basketball, in the men's Super League, Cochrane CNS Neptune taking on New City Marion at seven. In the main, in the women's Super League, excuse me, Max Hall WIT. Wildcats facing Father Matthews at seven as well. While in the men's division, one trade out central Ballincollig. They're going up against Scots Lakers St Paul's Killarney. And it's at, at the four. end of the uh, third quarter. It's uh, Ballincollig leading at fifty-five forty-two. Yeah, long, uh, long-winded name. Tradehouse Central Ballincollig, Scots Lakers, St Paul's Killarney. I love the way in basketball all the sponsors' names are actually become part of the team names. Yeah, it's good. It's good in fairness. Um, in athletics, Kira McGee, she's uh, racing in the World Championship 1500 metre in Doha this evening at 5 to 7 Irish time. The County Down native is the first Irish woman to make a 1500 metre final since Sonia O'Sullivan in Athens in 97. Uh, pure delight on her face after her last race. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Stephen Scullion is Ireland's lone competitor in the men's marathon later tonight. In boxing, Joe Ward makes his professional debut in the most famous arena in the world tonight the Mulfighter he's taking cross sorry you're sorry, sorry I got excited there when you said the world's most famous arena well I thought you would have got the from arena but <laughs> anyway technically an arena <laughs> Uh, the mode fighter uh, takes on Marco Delago in Madison Square Garden or Turner's Cross if you want to call it that Elsewhere, Michaela Walsh has progressed to the last 16 at the Women's World Boxing Championships in Siberia the Belfast Federated has overcome Mali's Kamara Fatumata via unanimous decision Alright great stuff going to wrap up today's Premier League action we'll start with Liverpool's dramatic win today over Leicester Shane Pennington It's finished Liverpool 2 Leicester 1 Liverpool took the lead in this game 4 minutes before half time Milner playing in Sadio Mane one-on-one and he swatted beyond Schmeichel but then Liverpool missed a whole host of chances in the second half as he looked to kill the game off they didn't unless they've got what looked to be an equaliser on 80 minutes Perez a substitute finding James Madison and he kept his composure to slot beyond Adrian but deep into injury time Liverpool claimed what could be a massive victory for them in the title race when O'Brien was judged to have pushed Mane in the box and James Milner stepped up to send the goalkeeper the wrong way Liverpool 2 Leicester 1 Kieran wiping a tear from his eye there as he chanted Liverpool along with all those fans there at Anfield as you heard James Milner um, stepping up to find the net he said the pressure was on when he stepped up to take the kick I think any time when it's, it's last minute to, to win a Premier League game it's going to be big keep the run going you know they're, they're a tough team you, you see now probably tied we were the second half you know um, it's been a tough um, period of games and that's what happens when you're successful so we want that and this is the reaction of our Leicester boss, Brendan Rodgers. We're playing against the European champions here and uh, a team that was so strong, especially at home. We were so competitive, we played with personality, scored a wonderful goal and, and as the, the half wore on in the second half, it looked like we could be the team that could get a goal. Yeah, it was kind of uh, cruel in the end on um, Leicester. A lot of talk that Sadio Mane dived. I'd imagine you're not going to hear anything about that. 
didn't see any type at <laughs> all, all right. to be honest with you. Great uh, scoring injury time there. So all right. Um, Corkman Connor Howerhan on target today is Aston Villa hammered Norwich guy swindles. Norwich 1, Aston Villa 5. A right royal performance from Villa in front of their famous fans, Prince William and Prince George. Two up at half time, a double from Bentley. He should have made it three, but he missed a penalty. They then scored three fabulous goals in the second half. Grealish with the first, Hurahane and Louise before Dermich got, well, less than consolation back for a desperately disappointing Norwich. Norwich 1, Aston Villa 5. Guy Swindle's going with the letter Hurt Hurahane. Like, it is a hard name, I suppose, if you, if you don't know how to pronounce it. Listen, we if have to pronounce all the, you know, all the tennis and the athletic names and, and rugby all right. right. Why can't you just... Go and find out the right. There was a video of Conor Howran on uh, was it Sky Sports and Soccer AM basically telling people how to pronounce his name and start uh, the season. Like, it's not that difficult. Um, Sorry, apparently, his club was a, a bit of a cracker today as well. So, looking forward to seeing that one on match of the day later on this evening. But uh, they are out of the bottom three. Their manager Dean Smith is delighted with his team. Kept to our game plan really well, really, really disciplined. That was the the pleasing part of it, and, and scored some well worked goals. I just saw that Conor Horan goal on Twitter. He curled it from the edge of the box from twenty five yards, left footed on the turn. A standard Horan goal, I think. Uh, goal, I think is what you'll see there elsewhere Burnley have won uh, 1-0 against Everton Adam Drury 72nd minute Jeff Hendrick volley gave Burnley a 1-0 win over 10-man Everton the wayside put in a laboured performance and saw captain Seamus Coleman sent off for a second yellow card but the decisive goal came when Ashley Westwood's in-swinging corner was met by Hendrick at far post who fired with venom on the volley it's a win that takes Burnley into the top half of the table while piling the pressure on Everton boss Marco Silva full time at Turf Moor if Finish Burnley 1, Everton 0. Someone suggested David Moyes is waiting in the wings to take over. Should Marco Silva be sacked as Everton boss? Would Everton fans be happy with that one? It'd be interesting, won't it? Um, and I'm not entirely sure they would, but you never know. But shows you the pressure that's on at the top. There's a lot of pressure on Mauricio Pochettino, which we'll get to in a second. But before that, the finished goal is between Watford and Sheffield United. Andrew Chill. Watford nil, Sheffield United nil. In an average match, there were two guilt-edged chances to Watford. Striker Gray scooped the first over the bar from six yards. The other saw Welbeck one-on-one with the keeper who saved well with his legs. Watford goalie Foster clawed away a header from teammate Cathcart, carried a fierce drive from Robinson and an injury time saved well a header from Dawson. It was a match that cried out for creativity which was sadly lacking and finished Watford nil, Sheffield United nil. Andrew Chill standing a bit annoyed that he had to watch that game today between Watford and Sheffield United. The early kickoff, though. Brighton beating Tottenham by three goals to nil at the MX Stadium and an Irish teenager grabbing all the headlines. Richard Newman. Full-time Brighton and home Albion three. Tottenham Hotspur nil. A first home win in the season for Graham Potter's side who were excellent but a discussion will all be about an abject Spurs performance after this. Ten goals conceded in five days after the 7-2 defeat to Bayern Munich. It started terribly for them. Captain and keeper Hugo Lloris dropping across in the third minute allowing Neil Mope to score. Lloris fell terribly on his arm in that and that ended his game. Irish teenager Aaron Connolly doubled their lead with his first Premier League goal just past the half hour mark. He had a brilliant match and Spurs weren't much better in the second half. Connolly got his second with 25 minutes to go. The visitors offered very little threat. It's now four defeats in five in all competitions for them. Brighton completely outplayed Spurs. They've won by three goals to nil. 
Uh, in defence of Tottenham, having Hugo Lloris go off injured, needing oxygen after dislocating his elbow is going to affect any team, but Tottenham have been poor. The 7-2 hammering they had against Bayern Munich last week. Um, today's defeat. Pressure, pressure on Mauricio Pochettino, and he must be wondering why he didn't just pack it in after the Champions League final and uh, wait it out for the Manchester United or the Real Madrid job to come up because it looks like that's going to happen anyway. Uh, he is under savage pressure in fairness uh, and that, I think that was the worst ever home defeat of an English team in the Champions League as well um, fun to w- watch as a neutral though I have to say of course yeah but will he go um, if the results don't improve four defeats in five as just heard from Richard Newman oh. there um, so a lot of pressure is on him we're going to hear from him now speaking about today's game and that injury to Lloris I think the news are not good from the hospital but we need to wait uh, through the I think uh, through the website they are going to explain the, the real situation um, properly. Uh, but of course, um, everyone saw on the pitch when he landed that uh, no good uh, um, situation. And of course, uh, the news are not so good. Of course, of course. We cannot lie. The one thing we cannot lie is to concede after three minutes and in the way that we concede and what happened with our captain it's normal that the impact was massive for the team um, always when we say the emotional game I think was uh, the, the, the team was very affected we never uh, uh, can be on the, on the game um, we start to play uh, knowing uh, show our real performance uh, I never are going to take the, the credit to, to Brighton because we need to ga- give the credit to Brighton Yeah it's Pochettino there saying Brighton deserve credit but as you say like your keeper dislocates his elbow in such a horrible fashion after a couple of minutes it's really going to throw you Of course it would but it's it's, it's more than that though you know they're, they're not playing well anyway for yeah. Last bit. So. Where the way it's just happened. I mean, like you get to the Champions League final, and then next season you just struggle, struggle, struggle. It just shows you how quickly it can happen when the rot sets in as well, and how difficult it can be to uh, arrest that rot as well. So it's going to be interesting for uh, for Tottenham to see how they they get back from that. Yeah, one man who's absolutely delighted with uh, how Spurs' the season has gone so far is Ryan Grace, uh, the Arsenal fan, the resident the Arsenal, Arsenal fan, fan among us. We'll talk to him about that a little bit later on, maybe. But uh, Tottenham's next game is. Uh, against Watford in two weeks time no uh, Premier League next week of course because of the international break but uh, some positive news from an Ireland point of view was Ireland under 21 international Aaron Connolly who uh, was uh, scored twice for Brighton on his first start in the top flight his manager Graham Potter says the teenager has started the season well he's been knocking on the door to be honest he's had some substitute appearances and been unlucky not to score and, and he just gives us an extra dimension like I said before the game Obviously delighted for him, he's a young lad with a, a big future, but we're delighted that we, we've got him with us. And um, he, he, I think he took his goals really well, particularly the second was a fantastic piece of attacking play. It'll be interesting to see if Big Mick calls him up to the, the senior squad for the internationals coming up. Uh, well, it's hugely based on if you're playing for your team in the Premier League, I suppose. So His he, second goal today was an absolute cracker. His first one was great as well, tried a cheeky back heel, it was saved, followed up in the rebound, scored that. The second one was a belter of a goal as he curled the ball past the keeper uh, into the far right hand corner cracking goal and it just shows there the future is bright yeah it's fantastic and, and you know it's great for his own club um, Merview yeah. Merview United up in Galway as well it's nice to see when fellas come through mm. and uh, they go on because he went straight from there over to, to Brighton so, uh, I think he was linked to Cork City a loan move about 18 months ago 
What could have been? What could have been? It could have been the next Sean McGore. All right, uh, just get you updated on a couple of scores um, between. Uh, sorry, the, the the late game in the Premier League this afternoon uh, is at half time. West Ham and Crystal Palace is scoreless. Elsewhere in the Ladies Senior Football Championship final, um, approaching full time there, and it doesn't look like West Cork are going to get back into it unless they can get a couple of goals. It's more Abbey who lead four nine to 12 points it's a 9 point lead for Moran Abbey as they're going to search for 6 in a row Kieran today is it? Uh, yeah it is it's 6 in a row today incredible um, achievement it is it, it's not as good as Bally McCarbury done Waterford with 38 but <laughs> um, you know it could, it could go there um, although if uh, you heard uh, you can watch it back quick plug for our county final preview yes. I know but you can watch Smooth. it back Um you know, Eroger still coming up uh, through the Bright Rovers had a good win over Kinsale in the Senior B final. Um, so they, I'm sure they will rattle in West Cork. Will will come through as well. Cause they have a lot of fantastic players down there as well, and they see Dunamore doing well as well today. New and Ify Fitzgerald is part of your panel last week. A lot of talk this week suggesting that he his term in charge of the yeah. Rebels might not be quite finished. From what I hear, he kept his poker face on though when he was talking to you. Didn't he? <laughs> he didn't mention, he didn't mention a word. Uh, I did try, like, I did try and get it out of him, um, but nobody will talk about it, not even the players, because Lisa, who is with us, is also a, a player on the, the court. Nobody's panel. saying a word. No, the players met, I believe, and they wanted him back. Yeah. They want him back in managing the team, and I do believe he is oh. interested. Yeah. Um, but he himself didn't uh, come out and say that, but uh, we will know uh, soon. I think the county board are meeting about it, but he is interested in getting back, which it's a huge turn after only packing it in last month. Yeah. Um, maybe that was just, maybe not an emotional thing, but maybe he just thought his time was up and like maybe he thought that like it was just time for him to step aside, but if the players want him to stay in, they made a pitch to him and they got to him and yeah. maybe said, maybe look, we'll give it one more year. Well, there is fantastic coaches in Cork. You've uh, Shane Ronan in mm. uh, Abbey you've John Cleary as well he's involved in the underage teams uh, former Cork Minor manager yeah. I think it was um, you know there's fantastic coaches around if he doesn't uh, decide to stay on but uh, I believe he is going to but there's nothing official on that yet not uh, from the man or from the players or the county board yet Alright um, we're going to look back on uh, Cork City's defeat to Bohemians last night 1-0 was how it finished up in Damon Park last night as uh, Cork City's uh, start to life under Neil Fenn um, just isn't getting any better. Cork City six points clear off in Harps with three games left to play um, in that uh, relegation battle which is a, a hard thing to say as a Cork City fan considering two years ago we just won the league title or on the way uh, or we just had won the league title on the way to a double as well. Uh, but Finn Harps drawing last night uh, against UCD. Uh, next up for Cork City is uh, that game on Friday night um, at Turner's Cross. Um, they really so need to make the most of that game. They they have but to. Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk after it. Yeah, they have to beat UCD on Friday, basically. Um, it'd be fantastic. Shamrock Rovers are playing Finn Harps. You'd hope Shamrock Rovers uh, can get the win there because otherwise you're looking at uh, Cork City taking on Dundalk the following week and away to Shamrock Rovers so not the two easiest of games to finish so fingers crossed Cork City can get a result against UCD uh, next week but the game last night decided on um, Tyg Furlong going up to claim a cross um, jumping up to collect it dropping kind of stumbling backwards ball dropping uh, ball crossing the line and the linesman flagging to say that it was the goal this was uh, Neil Fenn's reaction to what happened last night 
those things happen, they happen to teams that are, that are lower down the table than teams at the top of the table. And um, it's an unfortunate, a f- unfortunate mistake, and you know, it come at a, a bad time for us. But I felt that you know, we we, were, we, were, we played some good stuff and a lot more that what I would like us and how we play and, and created a, a good few chances. I thought. What would you say to Tiger after something like that? I just say to Tiger, and he's you know, mistakes happen. The top keepers in the world make mistakes like that. There's no problem there. You know, we, we still had 45 minutes to to try and get a goal back and we couldn't. So you know, there's no problem there. As you can see tonight, we're struggling for goals. Um, I think we're getting in the right positions. It's just it's just putting the ball on target would be would be a nice start. But just certainly putting the ball in the back of the net. I don't feel we, we worked the keeper enough in the positions we got in and, and the attempts at goal. Don't think we worked the keeper enough, and that's, that has been a problem. For taking the positives out today, I believe I felt I felt that we at times we were very good. Um, played through played through bows quite a lot, uh, quite often, and I felt that had we you know converted one of the chances they would have to come out a little bit more and I felt it would have been would have given us more chances but the fact that we didn't and then they score a goal they sit in a little bit and then it becomes tough you know so the, the, the important thing is that the, the lads are, are encouraged by today to see that what we were trying to do is is working and we're getting there and it's just that final final ball into the into the back of the net which is the hardest part of the game but as you see today goal change goal change games um, I don't think they had too many attempts on goal that I can think of either so goal change games and you can hear their crowd at the end singing and, and, and jumping around and, and we're disappointed and all it was was a was a mishit cross that's gone in so maybe that'll work for us one day Gerard and Gary uh, how long are they they can go oh, they're, they're just missing for today they'll be back for next week hopefully and Dara um, is this a bad one no I, I think it, I I'm not sure yet he has had a problem with cramping in his calves and it, 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 it's, it's, those are symptoms he's got at the moment but I hope, hopefully I don't know but hopefully it's just cramping Yes, Neil Fenn certainly taking the positives out of um, that uh, game last night. We were trying to watch a bit of it at dinner last night. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know, it's great to see that even on Twitter and stuff, because social media can be an awful place when people make mistakes like that, yeah. that everyone is very supportive of Tiger Ryan. It's very good that he's also got game time, not only against McNulty, but when, yeah. you're, when you're on the bench for so long... Um, you can get a bit disillusioned and he has played well I think since he's he come has. in you know um, but, oh, look just I, one of those things I was a goalkeeper before I made a lot more howlers than that <laughs> before, I can tell you that <laughs> alright full time in CIT more and Abbey have made it a six in a row Ryan Grace and we've lost Ryan. Well, yeah, it has. Uh, that was a big game for Moran Abbey um, to get over the line, even even mentally. But I think a lot of people were tipping uh, Moran Abbey as well. Anyway, to mm. to get over the line, the three the other night, uh, Joanne, Lisa, and if he did uh, tip yeah. him as well, you know. All right, we'll go back to Ryan Grace now in CIT. Yeah, thanks for full time whistle just gone here in CIT, and of course it's more Nabby who have completed the six in a row. They did it in style, Roy. They did it in comfort. It, they really had things wrapped up there at halftime. Since I last spoke to you at the top of the show, uh, West Cork managed to pull back a few points. They did get a goal, uh, courtesy of Anya Sullivan from the penalty spot, no less. Um, but it really, by then, Roar, it was too little, too late. Uh, you have to hand it to that more Nabby side. They're they're an experienced side. They're a very physical side. They were good going forward and there was never any uh, doubt really in in what the uh the result today would be it is Bourne Abbey at full time it's four goals and nine points to West Coast one goal and nine I'd be bereft if I didn't mention the O'Sullivan sisters once again Roy uh, Deere and O'Sullivan registering two goals and seven points of the four goals and nine points that Bourne Abbey uh, scored today she was absolutely on fire her pace was unbelievable she linked up with Captain Breed O'Sullivan as well as Anna Ryan and Ellie Jack there uh, 
the full forward line uh, in style. Not a bother to her at all, but it was a team effort, or I'm not going to... Not going to deny you there. Like it was an absolutely great performance from Arnavi and a well-deserved win and another great uh, championship again. Six in a row here from Arnavi at CIT. All right, thanks for that, Ryan. We'll let you go and get some post-match audio, which we'll have on the show for you tomorrow evening. That's Ryan Grace there in CIT discussing more Abbey's win. Now, it was a big week for Cork with the appointments of their new hurling managers. We'll discuss that on the Big Red Bench next. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. <laughs> Corks Red FM. All right, latest from the Premier League in the half five kickoff. Uh, scores from West Ham and Crystal Palace. The second half just about to get underway. There we speak about Tottenham's uh, poor run of form and that seven two nil or seven two defeat to Bayern Munich last week in the Champions League. Bayern Munich have come down to earth with a bang today. They've lost two one at home to Hoffenheim, so it's obviously taken a lot oh. out of them. All right. Um, a Big event happening during the week here on with the appointment or the the unveiling, I suppose, of the four new Cork hurling managers. We've got Kieran Kingston in as senior manager, which is his second term. Uh, Donald Cusack back in as minor manager as well. We're going to hear from uh, both of them in just a bit. But this felt like a big deal, Kieran, and I think it was kind of, uh, I suppose it was shown it was a big deal by the amount of media that was there in the, the media room in Parky Cueve during the week. Yeah, well, it is. Um there was a lot of, you know, just probably the world's worst kept secret there for a couple of weeks on Kingston taking charge of the seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he said that it was the players who came to him in the end, uh, kind of tipped him over and got him to, to sign up again for a second term. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he would have been involved. He would have brought through a couple of those players that are in their prime now, like Darfur Skip and Mark Holman. That's all. It'll be interesting to see how they get on. And hopefully he'll bring some more players through because all albeit that the, the Cork under-20s lost the the, the the Munster in the All-Ireland last year. Yeah. They have some fantastic players there that could uh, make the step up as well. Um, so hopefully that. But uh, Don Logue, I suppose, was the biggest uh, surprise. Because mm. a lot of people were expecting Jimmy Barry going in there. Um, that was the rumour. It was a rumour. But I think there was a, a lot of foundation to the rumour. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll hear from Don Logan in just a bit, but he, like, even his press conference, the main one, he was just saying it happened quite quickly because he was in discussions with the county board over our role in one of the teams. And then over yeah. the weekend, it developed and he ended up taking the minor job. Yeah, I think he was in for the seniors. He mm. went for the seniors, I think. But... Um, Look, he's got a great team behind him. Um, he certainly does. You know, Sean Hogan and Tom, Tom Kenny. Kenny. Three Cork. Le- Imagine if you're a young fellow, you've got three legends of that stature. Three fellas of uh, who have won all Ireland. Three fellas who yeah. ha- have have bled red and white for Cork. Um, to have that is going to be inspirational in your dressing room. Yeah, well, you don't want to disappoint them. Because, because of who they are. Pressure's on, all right. Yeah. Um, and there's a double header on Monday night, the, the two minor finals. Where, so they'll get an opportunity mm. to see the, the best of the, the Premier 1 and Premier 2 grades, I suppose. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting appointment. I suppose it was a bit left to field. There was a lot of talk of Don Logue being involved somewhere along the line, mm. but that he got the, the minor job. And for a year, it's interesting, the minors is a year, the under-20s is a two-year term for Pat Ryan, yeah. and the seniors is three years. Um, so it's, it's, Yeah, it's I suppose with no Furling in the 16s yeah. boss makes sense for him to, to continue in that role at under 17 level yeah, I, obviously that's going to be what happens Old Furlong will come up along um, mm. and go into into the minor role but it does um, open the door then for Dunlop Hughes that's probably selected for the senior team w- is, is that going to happen um, is he just going to walk away into the sunset with the other two lads that's 
hardly going to happen. I suppose it depends on how they get on this uh, next year, you know. Certainly does. Um, so. yeah. We'll hear from Don Logan just a bit, but first going to hear from uh, Kieran Kingston. I spoke to him at the press launch on Wednesday, um, just discussing his appointment and his return to the Cork hurling setup. Kieran, uh, congratulations. Um, it must be a huge honour to be Cork manager for the second time. Absolutely, it is. It is um, a huge honour. I mean, not that many people have had the opportunity to manage Cork a second time, and I fully recognise the honour that it is, and I'm delighted to be back. How did the whole process start and get about? Yeah, I mean, look, I suppose um, two years ago I certainly didn't anticipate or expect that the opportunity to manage Cork would come up so soon. But then when John decided to step down, um, I had an approach from a player group to know what I consider it. Um, that was the first thing. And then obviously when you sit down with the board and Aidan as high performance manager and get a sense of the support that, that's available to you and the culture that you're trying to create, uh, then the serious reflection um, started. Yeah, and uh, looking at the four managers here today, it's like a proper clean slate for Cork Hurling. It's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, um, I suppose just coincidental in some ways that, that all, the, all the vacancies um, came together. And, uh, excuse me, it enabled, it enabled the board to... Uh, to um, have appointments at all levels from 16 minor 20s and seniors t- together and, and to try and create uh, first of all have the process to create um, get the people they wanted uh, at this particular moment into the positions and to create that cultural environment where there would be a transition of uh, players from one group to the next and that that would be seamless in as much as possible. And for yourself to have Dermot O'Sullivan back with you, how important was that? Yeah, I mean look I've got Dermot back in with me I worked with Dermot before uh, Dermot's an icon um, is a legend in the game and uh, I've joined with me who has huge experience uh, both as manager as coach um, over many years and I'm delighted to have him on board and we've other people that will be joining us as well over the next number of weeks and uh, so I'm very happy with the people that are available to me to be announced and those that are, are in place already I mean look at the Cork squad is there an All-Ireland in that squad? I mean sure every team thinks that there, there, there's an All-Ireland squad but uh, we know the challenges that are there um, I, let's just that speak for themselves and they're not going to go back over them look, but we haven't been competing at top table for a while um, and going back um, my objective is that uh, for, I can't make any guarantees and make any promises but outside of the fact that myself the board uh, the people around me the other managers we're going to do every single thing in our power and give it every single I suppose last effort to ensure that uh, we start competing for major honours in this county um, was it an easy decision to, to come back? I mean, it, it wasn't, John, because, as I say, when I say easy, it's an honour to be asked and delighted to be asked. Um, didn't expect, as I said, that that would be so soon. But when I suppose the key thing was the support of the player group. Uh, and that was very, very important to me because I worked with a number of them before um, as coach, sector and manager and a number of them for, for, for a few years and also in particular that the younger group who I suppose I worked with a few years ago to have that uh, approach across the board from the players was probably the defining factor. Tell me, um, at this point in time... Whoa, whoa. What, any, any targets been said no you've been talking about targets yet uh, no I mean look we're going to take the National League uh, serious that's certainly um, an objective of ours that doesn't guarantee us anything in terms of how we're going to compete in it but certainly we're going to take it serious because uh, it's a stepping stone to the championship um, and it was starting quite early in the, in the end of January so it doesn't give you a lot of time in terms of preparing <coughs> excuse me and given our profile of our players a lot of involved with colleges and that uh, so it doesn't give you a lot of time but what it, what it does is give us an opportunity to look at a squad of 26 players that given our championship um, schedule 
we're going to need a strong squad where we have three games in, 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 uh, in three, one after the other. So that's going to be demanding from injury perspective and that we've a squad that know what, know what they're about and we trust them when we put them in. And the squad, like, will you obviously be trying to embellish the squad? Like, you know, uh, 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 well, has everybody, nobody's up there already yet? No, no, other no, players, other no, players. no, we have the squad that's obviously there from last yeah, year. Yes, yes. And then um, I suppose we will certainly be looking at integrating players that, that are available to us. Some from last year's under-20 team that have now gone out of that age grade and it's important that uh, we look at how we're going to develop those and have them in, in, in our squad may not necessarily be playing in 2020 but they could be playing from 21 on so it's important that we integrate those in the way that at last given that 21 does now back to 20 and that that group of players are in last so we integrating those um, getting the most out of those that have, that have competed in those all learns in the last few years at minor 21 and, and uh, uh, 20 and in addition to our existing squad, so there's a good mix there and a good balance. What about the club scene? Have you been encouraged by? Have you seen much of the club scene? Have you been, been able to view the club scene? We've been, the last, we've been watching so as many into the business in now, like you know. Yeah, we've been watching as many games as you uh, as, as you can, and um, all of us and those that haven't been announced yet. But um, uh, look, it's what's the key thing for us is to is to we've a squad, we have the underage squads. You have players that are involved in the club scene, trying to uh, watch as many as you can of those. And see them when you put your squad of 36, 37 together. See who can who can compete for p- positions on the panel, and next year and 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 the years to come. Kieran, I suppose one of the criticisms of Cork Hurling is that maybe we're top heavy and kind of quality forwards, um, and maybe lacking then in enforcers, guys who can win the ugly ball, win the aerial duels. That seems to be the the weakness over the last while. Yeah, I mean that's that's all. That's that's uh, I suppose a long playing long playing record at this stage, and it's uh, when you when you lose. And when you don't, when you don't win, there's always a reason why you don't win. And when you when you when you do win, that's never a criticism. And look, the strength of your team is the mix of your team, uh, and a style of play that suits the players you have to a degree, but also supporting that style uh, with the players with the players that are available to you and those you feel they can they can add to it. And it's up to us as a management team to get the most of the players we have, and then to look at how we can um, integrate other players that would support. Uh, the team in, in terms of its mix like, but in, like, we gotta be, you got to be conscious here that in the county holding is a different level it's uh, not, not all good, good 19, 20 year olds can compete at, at inter-county level because of the pace of the game the, the, the challenges to them from a mental perspective and how they deal with that that, that whole mental challenges as much as, as, as anything else at inter-county level so um, it's a huge step up from club hurling and it's a massive step up from minor and 20 hurling as well so we, we just we need to integrate players that will, that will help us um, making us team as a t- strong team as a team stronger People would say like there was levels of intensity last summer and the, maybe the Kilkenny-Limerick game ferocious intensity that maybe Cork mightn't be able to compete with but then when we saw Cork play Limerick in the Gaelic rounds they brought real intensity that day it's just maybe at times Cork don't bring the consistency they have the ability to, to match up intensity wise but they're not always consistent Yeah I mean look I mean, that, that's, that's not a problem of today or tomorrow when I was there I would have spoken many times about the, that we need to get that consistency of performance not just from game to game but within games that we, we have we've a lull within games and then we've a lull from game to game and we're up and down and that's I suppose that's maturity of players as well and, and like at the time we had um, 
players in your mid-twenties or whatever, but they've matured on now, and then the younger players are still looking at 21, 22, but there's a huge experience. A lot of them have a lot of experience behind them, a lot of miles on the clock, even though they're young age. So that's a, that's a, that has been an issue for a while, uh, Joe, and that's something that obviously we're trying to, go to eradicate or reduce to a minimum. And I suppose Aidan Walsh used that day in Limerick, you know, it was, you know, he really kind of shone his work rate. That was something that we hadn't maybe seen from a Cork player in recent times. Then he was kind of injured, I suppose, and, and didn't figure. Would there be any concerns now that, given the footballers are doing so well, that he might be lured back to that fold? I'm not sure. I, know, I, I, haven't, I haven't spoken to Aidan about football or hurling, so I, I can't. I can't answer that question. That's, I suppose, that's when you left ask Aidan. Yeah, Karen Kingston remaining tight up there on uh, Aidan Walsh. Um, but Karen obviously delighted to be back in Cork. He feels that like he's got unfinished business, which uh, he had mentioned uh, a couple of times in that interview. Yeah, um, it will look. I, I'm really interested to see how it'll work out. Sometimes it doesn't work out uh, for managers in the second coming. Sometimes it does, but uh, it'll be really interesting. He's really, um, he seems really up for it, and uh, which is obviously uh, an important part of the whole job. But um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing does he bring through some of the players, and will players walk? Will he change up how the team plays? Will he change up some of the players uh, on the starting team? Mm. We'll say what's going to happen. It'll, it's going to be very interesting because next year is going to be very difficult. Roar from the point of view that Tipperary are All Ireland champions. Watford have new manager, um, that, and you know he. He was managed to tip under twenties this year mm. to the Munster and, and All Ireland title. Fantastic manager as well. Uh, Limerick will be looking to drive on after a disappointing season this year. I think they'd uh, admit themselves. Clare possibly will have a new manager. Nobody seems to know even in Clare what's happening there. Um, you know, it's it's going to be very very interesting what happens uh, next year. It's going to be a very good Munster championship. It certainly will be. Alright, we are going to hear from Pat Ryan in the 20 boss in a sec, but the most high profile appointment was Donal Cusack as minor manager and a bit of a surprise I suppose as well, but I got a chance to speak to Donal at uh, Wednesday's lunch. First off, congratulations. This must be a massive honour to lead a Cork team. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to getting going, to be honest. Um, mentioned it there this morning that, uh, that you know, just excited. Uh, excited about, you know, for Cork as well. Excited that, um, you know, a part of the, uh, that, that contributed to that was the vision and the, uh, if you like, the joined up thinking that, that that was being presented from, from, from Tracy and from, from Kevin. Um, said it a good few times that uh, I think the high performance aspect and that that appointment of Aidan is really very very important and especially you know what he's been talking about I, I met him last night spent a, a couple of hours with him and had a, had a fantastic conversation and uh, you know everything he's talking about in terms of it's, it's more than one person it's more of a culture that he's trying to to to, to imbue if you like uh, within the organisation and um, the uh, and will be one of many people in that and I think that it's it's just it's all all of us want and it's my, my motivation is to happy to be given to Cork and uh, hopefully making a difference I just spoke to Aidan he's a fascinating character isn't he and he really wants the, the best for Cork and really bring him to a professional level almost that's it and he's got a you know, fantastic experience and it's great to see you know, I'd be always a believer in terms of uh, the, the opportunity that exists from coming from different codes and you know the, the innovation possibilities even that comes from it and the amount of knowledge that maybe exists in, in different areas that you can, you can if you like take shortcuts or accelerate your development and I think it's a great call that, that given Aidan's experience um, and knowledge that 
that he brings to it it can be only great and I think a Cork players like it can be only it can be only great for uh, for, for Cork players and ultimately ultimately results then for Cork How did your appointment come about it sounded like it was a fairly uh, quick thing Yeah I've been talking to the board over the last number of whiles, number of while about different uh, different roles um, and it was looking um, likely that, that I was going to be involved in, 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 in some form or another but then the minor uh, opportunity presented itself and uh, I was delighted to get that invitation, and it's something that it's 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 only for the year, right? But I, I, I think you know when thinking about that, a lot of miners in here only there for a year, and um, um, I'm just I'm just all my focus will be on on, on that season and, and doing as well as possible, and delighted as well that you know Sean O'Gallagher and Tom Kinney are on board. I think that in terms of um, them being role models and you know they've been exemplary athletes and and, and competitors, and really delighted that the the young lads will. will you know, get to work with the likes of those, and uh, I'm hoping to bring that those others will be joining as well in the management squad, and uh, all in an effort to uh, to contribute. I'd imagine Don Log you'd had offers before, so why is the Cork minor job the right job? The yeah, it's not. Look, I, I would have had opportunities to go to, to different counties in 2020 in different roles, but um, as I said, leaving the, uh, the, the over the weekend once once this was it, I was you know I was respectful of those offers and very happy to get those offers, but I was as I said to anybody that I spoke to then after that was that like Cork is Cork is my home you know and it's, it's like us all we're the one of maybe you know we're all the same so it's no different for me but you know growing up in Klein Cork was a huge part of our, our lives growing up and uh, the Christy Ring obviously had a huge impact but even outside of that Cork was I've said it on many occasions and said that I was hugely committed and I'm committed to my club um, but I always said that uh, I always felt I had two clubs when I was when I was playing. That was that was Cork and Clyne. I could never make a distinguish or a distinction between uh, both if they were to uh, get the proper or to get the adequate commitment. And what's the target for 2020? I think it's just the mix. Is the culture? Is the culture of excellence? Is the is the most important thing? I'm very conscious that these these are are minors. Um, and the development aspect of it is very important but I do think you can you know I do think part of your development is learning about winning and, and learning how you if you like express that desire to win as part of how you train how you, 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 you prepare your attitude and then ultimately playing so I do think they're, they, can, they can go hand in hand Do you feel like there's extra pressure on you because you are Dunlough Cusack you are a Cork legend you are such a high profile figure I don't think so I think anybody in the, in the public domain carries a a certain amount of pressure and for a, for a very long time as long as I can remember that's just always been part of the journey but it's something I, something I don't give too much energy to to be honest <laughs> <laughs> to, see the, to see the four managers here this morning it's very very exciting it's a clean slate for Cork Curling and it's, the future is very very bright yeah it was great it was a great sense of camaraderie even beforehand you know we all know each other and we've come across each other in different ways but I think the common theme amongst everybody everybody everybody's here as wanting to give their absolute best and, 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 and really happy to be uh, to be part of, of the Cork journey and the Cork story. Donald, very best of luck. Thank you very much. Yeah, Donald Cusack, the new Cork minor manager there speaking to Roar during the week at the announcement of uh, all four managers taking over the Cork role. Senior Kieran Kingston, Donald in the role of minor manager. Noel Furlong taking over the under-16s. Moving up from the under-15s to Carrick Toolman. Uh, involved for quite a number of years um, in the underage setup. So uh, it'd be good to see how he gets on with the under-16s and if and when he comes up, uh, up the ranks as well. But uh, there's a full year in 2020 to play for just yet. But I don't look, they're speaking to Roar, the new Cork minor hurling boss. Uh, elsewhere, Pat Ryan has been appointed... 
as manager of the under 20 side Pat uh, was involved with Karen Kingston for a while but did step away um, to uh, look after a few other things and uh, he's back now and a lot of players are very happy with that as well and hopefully he can drive on with the under 20s after he got to the Munster final and the All-Ireland final this year disappointingly beaten by uh, Tipperary but a fantastic team with some serious talent among that panel as well and Roar caught up with Pat earlier this week Oh fantastic honour look this, uh, because I spoke inside look this is a fantastic honour for myself my family and my club and you know I wouldn't be here only for Sarsfields and you know they're a big part of my heart and um, you know look this is a fantastic opportunity to get involved in it which is a very exciting time for Cock I think you know How did the whole process come about how were you appointed? Well look I suppose look, I was approached by um, Kevin Forst as regards down for a chance with him as regards um, what my own thoughts and Cock Hurling and where things could progress and stuff like that and you know I suppose he's someone to be able to regards with different, different aspects within my time involved with the seniors my time involved with clubs my time involved with different things and um, then look he just spoke to me as regards would he be interested in getting involved in the 20s and um, I suppose look I said I would and I had a chat with my wife and see where things that okay thing that was the big thing yeah well look, she's, look she'd be very supportive there'd be no mm-hmm. that, would, you know, that wouldn't take too long in fairness <laughs> but um, you know so look I have a young family as well so look I just felt that this was a good time for me to get back into managing teams and coaching teams and look there's, there's probably um a lot of work is done behind the scenes because, look, obviously you don't play league matches and stuff like that, which which kind of suits me at this time in my life, you know. We saw there four managers at the top table. It represents a fresh start for Cork Hurling, I suppose. It does, yeah. And look, look in fairness, what I would say is, look, all four, all, all three of them have fantastic knowledge as regards what's going on. And I think the O'Connell, I've met Aidan O'Connell a good few times already now and sat down and go chat with him. Look, he's bringing a huge wealth of experience and, you know, from an elite level in in which in a, in a different sport as well. Obviously, he's been involved in Cork football and small bit in Cork Hurling before as well. So, Having that, um, I suppose, uh, cross communication between different sports is fantastic. And look, he's been a huge help so far. And there's a great, I suppose, what we want to express within or the Cockerling going forward is a humbleness as regards getting fellas working hard and creating that within our players. And I think Aidan exudes that as well, you know. And as managers, I assume you'll all be linking in together to make sure singing off the same hymn sheet kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Look, look, that's the thing. Look, look, the same message is the most important thing. And that's between the four managers that are also up, up through the levels of Cockerling and from the GDAs that are doing the development squads and the people involved in the development squads that we're all singing along the same hymn sheet him sheet and especially within our own management groups as well that the same message is, is vital coming across um, all that lines you know and huge part of your immediate imagine is kind of getting players ready for senior level oh exactly look that's look, that's that's my job it is is now look I suppose look where it's I suppose with um, mine I know being under 17 look we'll be catering for 18, 19 and 20 year olds and there is a difference between an 18 year old and 20 year old physically so look we need to get them into battle readiness I suppose with our match readiness so from a point of view of strength and conditioning but more, more from an injury prevention uh, I think when, when parents hear strength and conditioning they think oh, they're going to be big use strong men I think more it's more being able to not be getting injured and, and to be able to rehabilitate uh, easier you know so I look very very um, very enthusiastic about the year ahead you know We saw the 20s getting to the All-Ireland final this year I mean like is the pressure on to go one step better win it next year well, look, look, look pressure's great to know your pressure drives you forward and uh, look I think look it wouldn't be it would be a mistake me not to uh, mention how the work that Dennis Ring has done in his group uh, with Johnny Doyle as coach and John Martell and Lee Martin Frogs they've done fantastic work over the last thing and probably got a bit of unfair stick as well in that you know no, like um, I don't think people will actually realise the amount of work that they've put into those players and I think with Kieran Pixie's panel you'll see the amount of players they put through it but look it was disappointing of course it was the last two years not winning another 20 we felt we got up with good, good, good opportunities and I think especially the first year and uh, we said uh, 
the first job over to Brary in Limerick, we should that was a game that we probably should have won, and we probably had the better team and just didn't perform on day, which was disappointing. Um, I think this year was a bit of a, I won't say a freak result as such, but four goals in nine minutes kind yeah. of took the stuffing out of us. But I thought the lads fought for us hard to us, but I think that Tipperary team is an exceptional Tipperary team, and I think in the next four or five years you'll see seven or eight of them players playing senior. They're an exceptional bunch of players, I think. You know. I suppose with the nature of it, the under twenties is a rebuilding job almost every year. Do you have much of a rebuilding job to do? No, I think look, look, I think look from from uh, what Dennis would have had involved as regards the 33 in his panel last year. I think we were 16 or 17 fellas underage. Um, look, all of those fellas will be reassessed again as regards that they have they moved on, have they progressed, are they good enough to be on our panel? And then we'll be adding loads of different players to our panel then as well. But I think look, we have to cater as well for all the other players we said 18 year olds that might be able to be good enough to play 20 but the other fellas that will be there for year 2 or year 3 or year 4 or whatever that might think so all those fellas need to be monitored as well and, and looked after you know? Finally having Kieran back at senior level is fantastic Oh it's fantastic look, look, he's, look he's very popular within the players but look, being popular is one thing you know, he'll, he's able to get the job done and he's, he's a very good people person and you know, he'll put great guys around him and you can see from he, you can see from his staff already that there'll be fantastic people within those groups that will challenge the players to be better and, and be successful at Cork which is the most important thing yeah, Pat Ryan there speaking to Roar during the week at the announcement that he was to uh, take over the role of manager of the Cork under 20. So uh, best luck to Pat. We heard Don Logue as well, the new minor manager, and Kieran Kingston as well, the manager of the Cork senior hurler. So as we were mentioning earlier on with Roar, um, it is going to be very, very interesting to see what happens next year with players. Is there? I wouldn't say there'll be anyone retiring but um, if he changes up the panel a bit if he brings in new players if he just starts uh, players that have been on the bench uh, maybe over Myler's term it's going to be uh, very interesting and see how they play as well because it is going to be a very very competitive Munster Championship next year as mentioned with Clare there's a lot going on up there um, with a possible management uh, Donald Maloney I think has been uh, involved over the last couple of years with Jerry O'Connor he uh, signalled that he wanted to stay on uh, pretty quickly he's met the Clare County Board three times but uh, there's uh, been a contender over the last few days as well uh, other than Donald who may go in for that role and uh, wants a job there as manager Brian Lohan is that man who uh, managed UL for a number of years so he could be going in and taking over that role uh, for a while as well so we'll see a lot going on up in Clare also plenty happening down Waterford with their new manager as well and uh, another man uh, who's uh, taking charge, well, he's taking charge this year as well, is uh, Liam Sheedy. He's gone and won the All-Ireland in Tipperary and uh, Cork's new management. And Limerick, obviously, with uh, John Kiley, he'll want to drive on as well after this year's disappointing year. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, Munster Championship next year. Anyway, uh, just a, an update from the soccer. Man United taking on Crystal Palace. Uh, 67 minutes gone there. It is one apiece. Uh, Haller scoring after 54 minutes for West Ham while uh, Van Arnholt uh, scoring for Crystal Palace uh, just five minutes ago so uh, one apiece at London Stadium there Norwich uh, losing heavily to uh, Aston Villa earlier on today as you would have heard Roar mention 5-1 Liverpool uh, defeating Leicester City great win for the pool uh, 2-1 in uh, the Premier League uh, Burnley defeating Everton and Brighton having a 3-0 win over Tottenham Hotspur a big surprise there anyway that's about it from the bedroom uh, myself Kieran. 
Roar and Ryan, who is at CIT today. We will hear from Aidan O'Connell. He's new high performance manager of Cork GA. We'll hear from Aidan tomorrow, plus lots, lots more. Stevie's up next with the block party. So from the Big Red Bench, we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.